Hello and welcome to The Pulse. It was months, if not years, in the making, provoked increasingly vociferous and divided arguments, failed attempts to find compromise, and yet it all ended in two minutes of what can only be described as a farce. Yes, we're talking about the government's proposal for electing the chief executive in 2017, which came to a dramatic end on Thursday in LegCo. Pro-Beijing officials and legislators didn't expect it to pass, but they did expect to be able to blame the pan-democrats for being obstructionists. But the official record will now show that the proposal, backed by Beijing, had only eight votes for and 28 votes against. Frankly, who on earth could have predicted the farce that marked the end of what has been billed as a historic debate on constitutional reform? Instead of Democrats having merely enough votes to block the proposal, what can only be described as a cock-up by pro-government legislators meant that the Democrats' veto became a majority vote. Um, To the surprise of LegCo President Jan Nuk Singh, the pan-democrats and even some of the government supporters, a majority of pro-government lawmakers left the chamber. They had planned to deprive the chamber of a quorum and thus suspend proceedings to give Lao Wang Fat, the veteran New Territories boss, a chance to arrive at the LegCo building for the big vote. This plan, devised by DAB legislator Ip Kwok Kim, spectacularly misfired. I didn't notice Lao Wang Fa was not in the chamber. It's for his party leader uh, to pass the word around. Regarding the voting just now, we have no idea what happened with the rest of the establishment legislators that suddenly decide to leave the uh, chamber. We feel that this is a record moment. Uh, we have always expressed our view in support of the bill. Therefore, we decided we should stay put and vote for the bill. Of course, we are disappointed at the fact that 28 members, uh, which is a minority amongst the 69 or 70 in uh, LegCo, voted against the majority view of the Hong Kong people. The majority view He's actually taking a very confrontational attitude with the Bandams. They're saying that if you don't vote yes, next year we will gather all our strings. Uh, that had never happened in the past that the chief executive and the government actually take sides on the Legislative Council election by saying next year we'll do our best to kick you all out. Well, you imagine what the pandemic and the supporters uh, will do. 
outside the Legislative Council, pro-government supporters, many of them put on wire speakers, had been out in force for two days. Many were wearing numbered T-shirts. Reporters asked who they were and why they were supporting the political reform bill. Some said they were representing the Hong Kong Federation of Trade Unions and the press should ask their big brother why they were supporting the reform. The pan-democrats have consistently argued that the reality of the government's pocket-it-first campaign was likely to be pocket-it-forever. Even they are surprised at the way the voting eventually went. Now, all sides have to focus on what happens next. Well, in the run-up to that vote, both sides made concerted efforts to persuade the public and, more importantly, legislators to vote the way they wanted. Interpretations of public opinion were part of that process. And the weapon of choice for the dueling sides, well, that would be public opinion polls at 20 paces. In a situation where public opinion seems to be pretty much equally divided, the key for advocates of each position is to try and argue that they have a public mandate for their point of view. In the run-up to the LegCo motion, both sides brandished opinion polls by different universities, political parties and media organisations. The University of Hong Kong's Fu Qinghua has put together a meta-analysis of opinion polls on the government's 2017 political reform package. Each circle here represents one opinion poll. The black eye here represents all the trend of the overall percentage over the time period. And until now, what you can see here, the line is still a bit lower than 50%. There is no evidence to support there is a majority, majority support in the community about the, the government proposal. The Joint University Rolling Survey, conducted through telephone interviews from the day after the government announced the proposal, provided the most intensive survey of opinion up to the day before the vote. Their opinion are quite consistent, uh, or we may conclude and around saying that the government is not that successful in convincing more people to support this package. This kind of comment is coming from those people who have no knowledge or no common sense on survey results. If we are able to uh, come up with a scientifically selected sample of around 1,000, uh, the statistical error is only about 3%. That means the result fine can be quite representative. Chief Executive Lan Chengying was among those who argued that opinion polls should be a major deciding factor for legislators to consider, except when they turned against the government's position. Some functional constituency legislators did their own surveys to ascertain the standpoint of those they represent. There were three surveys in the medical functional constituency. In the last survey, 49% opposed the proposal, 47% supported it. But the survey didn't include the views of medical students, 78% of whom opposed it.
we are a little bit disappointed for that because uh, this would create some well uh, discontinuity in the methodology uh, between the two uh, surveys. The medical group, Medicin Ansperi, joined forces with another 11 groups to urge LegCo's medical sector representative to vote down the proposal. Another group, Archivision, wanted the legislator for the architectural surveying and planning functional constituency to abstain, as their survey showed no clear consensus within the constituency. 整個民調交了給四大學會,即是說見到四學會啦,測量四學會,同埋元景四學會各自去做的。測量四學會的人數是四學會裡面最多的,所以雖則它是四個裡面唯一一個比較強烈支持的,但是因為人數加重了之後,
sorry, one country, one system in, yeah. in, in the singular. Now, is independence really the way to go? I just don't see it. I, and I don't believe the vast, the great vast majority of people in Hong Kong really subscribe to this view. And just to clarify, I, as far as I know, that isn't the position of any prominent person in the pro-democracy case. Well, certainly not in, in LegCo, in, in any of the pan-democrats. But there are these voices which uh, uh, I, th I think justify Beijing uh, taking a very stern look at how Hong Kong, where Hong Kong is going. So we, we need to sort of stop Beijing in its track and convince them that Hong Kong people embrace one country, two systems, embrace the basic law. And it would be within that framework that we have to try and achieve the maximum quality of democracy. Well, can I turn to you, Benny Tai, because you rather famously have been an advocate of, of civic action, in other words, action beyond the formal institutions. Do you think that after this vote we're going to be seeing more of that? Well, I think uh, after the voting yesterday, uh, the democratic movement uh, is now at its new page. And uh, what will happen uh, in the future, the democratic movement, I think is still need some time for all the different democratic forces, including the political parties, the civil society groups, ONU, to have a time of reflection and planning and reorganizing, reconnecting. And uh, at least, I, as I can see, in the near future, we may not see very uh, radical or drastic actions, uh, but only in the near future. But if the things cannot be resolved, as Ronnie suggested, that uh, the, the, the differences are still there. But, but don't you agree that the, the only way forward is to try to reach some kind of minimum consensus as to what the one country, two systems mean? Yeah. Particularly to the people of Hong Kong and to Beijing. If we are at different poles, talking about different things, and Beijing is talking about the one country, we're talking about the two systems, that neither end will ever meet, and we'll never have democracy. Well, yeah. fortunately we have Albert Chan here, who's rather an expert on this subject. Um, I mean, what is your view of that? I mean, the, the view that is being expressed in opposition circles is that, that China hasn't really got a determination to adhere to the one country, two systems system. I think the one country, two systems policy will remain unchanged, and I think uh, that the message is quite clear from the uh, statements issued by various Chinese government agencies yesterday. Uh, so I think China is sincere in continuing to adhere to one country, two systems in terms of respecting the uh, civil liberties and human rights and rule of law in Hong Kong and respecting Hong Kong's autonomy on matters of uh, domestic uh, policy, social and economic. But on the matter of political reform, China has set this policy of patriots uh, governing Hong Kong, the chief, chief executive must be a patriot. That's and that is, reflected, that is reflected in the NPCSC decision of but August last year. But not in the basic year. law, I believe. Uh, I think it was in the minds of uh, those who engineered one country, two systems. Uh, Deng Xiaoping made a number of important speeches but, but, but to, to explain this idea in the 1980s. I think the present understanding of uh, being a patriot uh, mm. is now much narrower than the understanding uh, that Deng Xiaoping put forward. I think we should stop using terminology which are mm. not familiar to people of Hong Kong and easily lead to misunderstandings. And I think Beijing perhaps need to, to rethink when they try to say something 
they, they need to express in such a way that Hong Kong people can relate to. Uh, when you talk about patriotism, which uh, everybody agrees that what doesn't appear in basic law, it, it immediately kicks up a, a lot of uh, you know doubts and, and a lot of arguments. And I think that the, the bottom line is that we need a chief executive who is dedicated to performing his various functions under the basic law, including being responsible to the central government. That's enough. But can I just ask you, I mean, we, we, it doesn't seem as though we're that close, but we are approaching 2047 when the one country, two system, system as matters stand, ends. Is it your understanding from talking to people in Beijing that the system will continue or will be at one country? I don't think the issue has been carefully considered. Uh, so um, there's still plenty of time to discuss this issue. Uh, and um, the, it is not yet a pressing issue. I think the more pressing issues are, as Ronnie just said, issues of Hong Kong's um, governance and democratization. I don't think there is any uh, policy to discontinue one country, two systems after 2047. Actually, uh, the late Deng Xiaoping had actually said that uh, you know, one, the 50 years guarantee didn't mean that uh, the, the two systems will be discontinued uh, after 50 years. But among the more pressing things, Ronnie Tong, that's going to happen is the elections next year. How do you think this will affect that? What, what's just happened in Russia? I think it's very important that the Democrats have to uh, 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 maintain the veto uh, mi minority in LegCo. I think without the uh, veto, this is the it one third of the members. That's right. It would be impossible to improve upon the August 31st decision uh, framework. On the other hand, I think the Pandemicus has got to give up their insistence on uh, civic nomination, on uh, uh, proposals which, uh, on the face of it, uh, would create debate as to whether or not it is within the basic law. I think. Uh, democracy and the basic law are, are not mutually exclusive. They're, they're not in conflict with each other. I have put forward a proposal which is fully within the framework of the basic law, fully in, within the framework of the NPCS decisions, and yet it has been recognized by international experts to be within international standards. So why can't we strive at those things? But why I do think have to both pick you up an and issue Albert Chen, in fact, which, which have put forward proposals, conflicts. both of which were simply dismissed out of hand. Well, I think both, I think both sides dismissed uh, all these proposals out of hand. Mm. You know, it is true, of course, that uh, you know, central government didn't accept any of these, but their consideration is that the pandemocrats didn't accept any of these either. And it is pointless for the central government to say, well, I would accept this proposal, and next thing you know, the pandemocrats say, I don't accept it, I want something more. So, Benny Tai, do you see any way out of this conundrum? Well, I think uh, at this point, the most important thing is for the uh, pandemic within themselves to uh, rebuild the relationship that after the umbrella movement there's some disconnection between the different democratic forces and the other thing is to uh, reconnect the pandemic camp and the uh, central government I see that uh, as in other uh, kind of conflict situations if you could find a mediator that will uh, link the two sides together mediating the conflicts that might be a possible way out for resolving the conflict in the future. What would be the single most important thing that could be done now to achieve some sort of progress? 
I don't think anything can be done immediately. Um, I think the more immediate task is to return to normal business in the Legislative Council, which I think is difficult uh, because the filibuster. Well, Ronnie is nodding his head. In, no, no, in I'm the shaking. Negative, my I mean shaking. Sorry, I meant to say <laughs> shaking. Uh, I mean, do you really think that's going to happen? Well, then it's up to the voters in the 2016 Lashko election to decide whether they want a Lashko which, which is dysfunctional, which, which, which um, are able to deal with uh, less than half of the government's bills and budget proposals uh, uh, every year. And uh, the filibuster has spread to um, every, almost every aspect of the business of Lashko. I mean, if Hong Kong voters continue to tolerate such a situation, I, I think the, the, the quality of governance in Hong Kong will continue to deteriorate. Well, the voters will speak themselves next year, but thank you all very much indeed. And we'll be seeing you at the same time, same place, next week. Goodbye. 是毫不動搖的,沒有任何懷疑的。你好嘢,你好嘢,對住,對住。<音樂><音樂><音樂>